0: 98. Welcome, Radical Ladies and Gents. I'm your host, Shane Hazel. Uh, thank you guys for putting up with my schedule. I've uh, been really busy. Um, I think I'm kind of nesting uh, in, in the background, maybe in the back of my head. Uh, as as I've stated many, many, many times, uh, I'm glad you're here. I don't care where you come from, the fact that we've got everybody it uh, doesn't matter, Democrats, Republicans, uh, Libertarians, Independents, people who are coming in from the different circles of liberty, especially like this Bitcoin crowd, man, you guys are all super welcome here, and I'm 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 excited that you guys are here in this in this time to try to bring people together and unify people. Uh, I think people are hungry for it. I think people are looking for solutions. I think people are looking for peace. I think people are looking for Liberty. I think people are looking for consent and I think they're looking for, you know, all this that leads to stability, uh, in this really fucked up world. Uh, and guys, I'm going to, I'm probably coming in hot to this show. I'm, I'm probably going to swear a good bit. Um, cause I'm, I'm kind of amped up. Like I'm, I'm been doing a ton of shit in the back on, uh, in the background here. Um, well, I mean, one of the things I think probably that just goes on with me is I see situations and I kind of just understand, you know, seeing where the MO of the American government uh, and the banking cabal and the MIC, like I see all this kind of shit. And I just, you know, I, I can very, very quickly uh, understand through, you know, my, my own experience where the war machine is going next and it's kind of everywhere. Um, it's been, you know, all over the place in the past two years with COVID, uh, in terms of psyops, in terms of, um, absolutely killing people. And I mean, and I, I do mean like, I am, I'm not going to sit here and mince words about anything. Not that I really ever have, but like in this episode, I'm going to, I'm going to probably be, uh, even that much more, um, just cut down to the absolute, like what the fuck is going on. Um, these people are fucking killing people. I mean, period. They, they jabbed them over and over and over again. Um, we are seeing things like blood clots come out and I mean the, the other unusually high rates of things like myocarditis, um, the, um, the, the degeneration of nerves, all of these upper respiratory problems. I mean, all of these things and people who have been, <sighs> <laughs> taken advantage of indoctrinated and believed that the state had their best interest because they were afraid. Like we're seeing this happen in real time. You know, the elites are killing people. They have killed people for two years now. Um, and and not only it with the jab, but with the, the lockdowns in terms of the medical necessities that were needed during those times for people who were other than, you know, COVID patients, cancers, um, Parkinson's, you name it. Like all of these people that have died because of the lack of, I don't know, healthcare The lack of, uh, you know, staff on board because we had to, quote, we, they had to get rid of anybody who wasn't vaccinated. I mean, man, I'll tell you what, like I'm even seeing like places like, you know, doctors that won't sign off on kids um, forms now, if they've been vaccinated for sports, like if they need to go get a physical form, they're not signing off on those kind of things. This, you know, the COVID, obviously, the COVID narrative collapsed. It's evaporated. They don't want to talk about it. Fauci's been nowhere. Uh, the CDC and everybody else is dropping mask mandates. Like, I'm telling you, like, it is a fucking war, and I'll, I mean, God, this has been in the back of my head for a while. And I got to say this shit because the mask, the people are still fucking wearing the mask. I don't know. Give them, give them some distance. You know what I mean? Really, they're they're mentally not all there. And whether it's the psychological operations that have been going on for the last two years, whether it's just kind of who they are, or whether they're maybe um, not real sane. I mean, that's a, that's a very very possible thing in today's day and age with all the psychological operations have been going on all the indoctrination since, you know, you're five years old and to be met in this time and space with everything that is going on. There are a lot of people who are losing their shit. So give people that are still wearing masks some fucking space. Um, You know, just, I don't know, wish them well and good vibes and all that kind of stuff, but stay the fuck away from people that are still wearing masks. Um, somebody asked me the other day, I'm like, well, you know, what, what do you think you know about mask? And I'm just in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh man, let me explain this story to you. Right? Like, let me explain to you. If you think your fucking mask worked or ever worked, if you were one of those people, um, that, uh, either put it on for virtue signaling purposes or, or whatever, I would challenge anybody. If I've got a gas mask in one hand, like a a no kidding gas mask with a a canister filter that filters out particulates that are meant for nuclear, biological, chemical uh, type of situations, you know, the ones that a lot of most anybody and everybody who's a Marine at least, and I think most people who go through uh, most of the other branches have to go in and breathe CS. They have to breathe, you know, they go into a gas chamber at boot camp. Let me tell you about this goddamn gas chamber. Like it's not pleasant. It's really not. It's one of those things that I will never, ever forget. Very, very vivid moment that will live in my mind forever. When you go to the gas or the, the, the gas chamber at Paris Island, I mean, it's, it's one of those days that they talk about. I mean, it's like one of those culminating events in boot camp. I mean, you go in. Well, first of all, you watch a lot of other recruits go in. And then come out and it's, it's just a small room. I mean, it's not very big might be somewhere around, you know, 20 feet long by about 12 feet wide. Not, not huge. And you're, you're going to cram, uh, maybe half a platoon or at least, you know, a squad or something like that into, in, into that place all at one time, you know, 30, 40 kids, Marine, Marine wannabes. And I'm going to tell you, man, like when they were coming out, I mean, there was not and and Bit and vomit and and tears and I mean in just it was a plethora of all of these things like everyone nobody gets out of there not looking like they just got absolutely gassed in in the worst way possible I mean and, and you see it come out and like if you're still that person going in let me tell you, you like you're kind of nervous about this whole thing and I mean I was the guide I'm gonna tell you right now I was still nervous so, you know, obviously you kind of talk your way through in your mind, like, listen, everybody else in history's ever made it through this. You're going to make it through it too. Um, let's go. And so you get in there, man, the room, you've got your gas mask on when you go in and the room is absolutely just filled with CS. You know, they're dropping grenades in there. They have, they're cooking, you know, CS pellets on, on like butts and burners. And it sucks. I mean, it's, it's terrible. You go in there and you're in full mop gear and what they do is I admit mean, a lot of times you'll do push-ups some jumping jacks whatever to kind of get your your heart rate up so that you have to breathe and that that gas mask being on your face like you're it's kind of belabored breathing anyway um so you gotta work at it a little bit more so if you're up in your heart rate and you've got a gas mask on you're going to be breathing harder and you're going to want oxygen right so This is how, this is how sick it is. So what they want to show you is how to take off your mask in a, in a gas, you know, a gas filled, um, biochemical nuclear type of area, and then put it on and clear it before you take your first breath. So basically you're going to take it off you're going to put it back on and then clear out the breathing apparatus before you take a breath. And that's so you don't fucking die, right? Like it's for a good reason. They're teaching you how to do this. You're going to you know, get a drink of water from your, uh, from your canteen while you're in there. And then what they're going to do is they're going to have you take off your mask and then you're going to breathe some CS just so you understand what that gas mask is doing for you. Like what it is it actually filtering out? And the entire time, I mean, drill instructors are, they are upping the, you know, the, the stress level in there. There are drill instructors that are pounding on the windows outside watching this all unfold, trying to just up the stress level. And I'll tell you right now, you know, what I, what I figured out real quick was CS sucks. There is, there's no way you're just going into a, into a CS environment and, and you will be like, oh, this is no problem. Right There is some breathing techniques. You can breathe shallow and and you can be calm. You don't really want to take a lot of big, deep breaths. That really is not recommended. So when you take off your your mask this final time, one of the things that happens is you got to count. I think they count to five. And if you put your damn mask back on before they tell you to, oh, it is a bad day for you. You're probably going to get some wall-to-wall counseling. You're going to you know, probably bounce off the floor a few times. They're going to shake you. They're going to up even, you know, even up the stress even more for you. Um, and it's going to be a, a very bad situation before you can get it back on. So as you're taking these breaths and your lungs are absolutely on fire, I mean, your your face is pouring. You think you're going to die. I'm Honestly, this is like the first time I think in my mind, as this is all going on, I was like, holy shit, this is terrible. You know, like so terrible, in fact, like in the back of my subconscious, my my thought process was, I was about to start calling out for my mom, right? In the back of my head. I was a 21-year-old man at the time. And not some like slouch candy ass, like I had worked my entire life, been on state championship football teams, I mean, really, kind of a, a harder kid. And for that to just kick my ass to the point where my brain just went to the fact that, hey, man, <laughs> like mom, 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 right? Like that's a dying man's last thought sometime is mom. And that's where my brain went. So I don't give a shit who you are or what you think you are in terms of being a badass. CS will kick your ass. Now, when we get out of there, one of the kids has shit himself. There's snot everywhere. There's, there's spit everywhere. There's tears everywhere for a while. Like that stuff doesn't shake off. Like in the first like minute you're out, like it's one of those things where you're getting it out of your clothes. Sometimes you'll get a puff of it out of your clothes later and you'll start going right back through it. Coughing, coughing, it's not in everything else everywhere. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like literally we had a kid shit himself. That was kind of funny, but I would challenge anybody that thinks these fucking cloth masks work. Go into a CS chamber, get around a CS grenade and put your stupid mask on and see what it does for you. I'm going to guarantee you right now, you are going to sn- just blow snot and saliva and tears and hopefully you don't shit yourself. That, that's my mask challenge to anybody and everybody that's still wearing a fucking mask. You think your goddamn mask works? Cool. Let's prove it. I'll go stand in the CS area with a real fucking gas mask on and you can stand over there with your stupid cloth mask. Let's see how good it works. This whole time has just been such bullshit and it's been so, so, so much bullshit that now we're fucking wagging the dog. This whole COVID narrative has collapsed so goddamn hard in the last couple of weeks. And I've kind of stayed away from this. Like in the background guys, like I'm getting ready. I'm going to tell you right now. And if you're not, you should be you. I'm going to tell you right now. Like I would say probably get your goddamn money out of the banks. Get your money out of the banks and get it into something solid. I don't care if it's even cash. Get it out of the banks. And the next thing is if you're not thinking about food, you should be. Right now, I mean, obviously, you know, things are about to change a lot. Because we they've been killing people and they have been going after our jobs, our savings, inflation is through the roof. Like you guys are being bled dry right now. You're being bled dry of resources on purpose. Then they're going after food. Food is, food production is way down. They have paid farmers to, to just absolutely kill crops. Meat packing plants are down. Like this whole thing, this is, this is this is M.O. This is modus operandi for making a culture weak enough to take over. No, it might not happen tomorrow. It might not happen the next day. It might not happen a year from now. But as this persists, we will grow weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker until something is done. And lastly, today, Biden goes out and... And fucking announces a ban on Russian energy. Like Russian oil, gas, you name it. We're not going to support that anymore. Per Joe Biden. And I know, I know. Joe Biden is just a goddamn muppet. But what I'm telling you is that the powers that be, this fucking murder cult, is coming for us. Period. So, think about food. If you can sustain food, chickens, especially things like that, man, that's easy. It's cheap. Chickens are everywhere. They kind of feed themselves, especially if they're free range. All you got to do is water them, which is also easy. I'm telling you guys, think about these kind of things. Think about it and start moving your butts. Because when things get locked down, and I think they're going to get locked down, I really do. I think they're going to try this shit. I don't know exactly when, but I'm, uh, I'm going to tell you, I think it's going to be pretty soon, but let's, let's talk about this, you know, this idea that Biden's locking down the entire, I don't know, Russian oil apparatus from this country. seems a little bit weird to me. Seems to the point, you know, obviously we have, we have energy sustainability right here in America. But in the meantime, you've got the president of the United States going to beg Venezuela into Iran and places like Saudi Arabia for oil and gas. The only only sense that makes, well, I guess if you understand economics, it makes some sense in a couple of other dimensions as well. Obviously one, you got to export the dollar right now. If you're not exporting the dollar and nobody's accepting the dollar, you're no longer the world's, um, you know, the world's reserve currency, which we, the dollar is quickly evaporating. And we'll get into that here in a second. But the, the fact that, you know, in this day and age, we are not trying to be energy independent. The fact that we're going to Iran not great on human rights. Saudi Arabia, probably worse on human rights. Venezuela, terrible on human rights. The fact that we're going to those countries instead of an all-of-the-above energy plan here in the United States, you got to be able to see it now. you got to be able to see it just as plain as damn day. They want you broke. They want to destroy... The people that would rise up. And I'm telling you, man, my heart goes out to you guys that are on small, small budgets right now. Like, if you guys can help people out, this is the time to do it. I mean, when gas is over $4 a gallon here in the South, we got some of the cheapest gas prices around. If If it's over $4 a gallon here, and it's approaching $7 in places like California... That is absolutely crushing people because everything is down, downstream of energy. Everything. It, the fact that we're not talking about the all of the above here in America, Jesus Christ. It just screams at me. You are gonna, you're, we are going to bleed this nation. We are going to take everything we can from it. We're going to demoralize it. We are going to set it off the deep end in terms of a lot of mental health, which I don't think most people talk about enough. They are going to try this here and I think it's going to blow up in their face. I think this is blowing up in their face around the world for a lot of reasons. People see it. I mean, it, it is, it's unreal to me that so many people see what's going on around the world that they haven't been able to kick off a war yet. Like that's a like that's a really good thing. The fact that there's enough people with enough political will to say no fucking way. This isn't going to help things. It's not. Over the weekend I saw idiots in Chicago waving Ukrainian flags basically saying, close off the airspace. Terrible, terrible idea. But Shane, the Ukrainian people, they need our help. If you close off Iranian, or uh, Ukrainian airspace, boy, I almost had a Joe Biden moment. If you you close off Ukrainian airspace, which means putting American munitions, weapon systems, in Ukraine, or even along the border, and you've and you've shoot down a Russian air asset. <laughs> what do you think that's going to do? Escalate the situation? Yeah. Do we need to escalate situations with thermonuclear armed countries? Mm. No, not even a little bit. Dumbest idea ever. I mean, the fact that the and the thing is, they're you know, they're all out in the streets, no mask, no um, no nothing on them anymore. Good good on them for not having mask. But the fact that they've moved so quickly from one fear based idea, all consuming idea, to another, and the fact that they think. That going and defending Ukraine and, and closing off their airspace, you know, remember back in the day, if it saves just one life, well, God damn it, like if it saves just one life, can we not can we not get into fucking war with Russia? Can we try to do anything and everything in our power to de-escalate instead of escalate the situation? They don't understand this. And I'll tell you right now, the fact that they don't understand it and they're like, "Yeah, let's send, you know, other people's kids over there. (sighs) It, it gets to me just, just a little bit. I mean, I don't know. I've got a real problem, obviously, with this being, as I've been up close and personal, this nobody understands. I mean, war is war. And what I saw with, you know, places like Iraq, man, that is nothing. Compared to what war with Russia would look like. Not a thermonuclear war. You want to talk about changing life on this planet. Going back, you know, uh, not just decades. Like centuries. Because that's what would happen. In large areas of the globe. We would go back centuries. The amount of life that would absolutely be destroyed, man. Nobody can even imagine that. And then living with the consequences, you know, and that's the thing is it doesn't stop when the war's over. It doesn't stop a year. It doesn't stop a decade later. It doesn't stop until that entire generation is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Let's close off airspace. Let's send troops in. Let's escalate. Let's punish Putin. Get the fuck out of here. It's never ever going to happen never especially with this administration and this fucking miracle at the helm it's i mean no excuse me get a sip of water here let's talk about why i think things are kind of now pushing towards possibly an endgame. It's been rumored for a while, especially in the Bitcoin communities, which I've been hanging out in more and more and more. And thank you guys for the warm welcome out there. Thank you guys for being here, joining our Venn diagram, coming, bringing everybody together. It's awesome. Uh, you, I mean, so man, I'll tell you what. Let me the brains, the the people. I got to tell you, like most of this Bitcoin community, um, libertarians. Let me let me introduce you to how. These guys have figured it the fuck out. They don't agree on everything, but they have respectful conversations, and they talk. Man, they talk. They get together in crowds on the daily, and I'm talking in the thousands, just on Twitter spaces alone. Some of the leading minds get in there, and they all just get at it. I think it's awesome. I think it is absolutely awesome. I know we've got some issues um, in the Libertarian Party. Oh, and I need to pause. I need to say congratulations to uh, the Libertarian Party of Pennsylvania, the meekocks up there. Outstanding job. Absolutely outstanding job this past weekend. I heard about it. I was being informed uh, by Nick Siselski. Uh Hey brother, I appreciate you doing that. And if, uh, if you hear this, I owe you a beer for doing all that. It made my weekend to see the pictures and the videos coming out of the, uh, the storming out of the, the, the fucking loser brigade. Like, listen, there's places for people to do admin stuff and make sure the ballots and, and all that paperwork gets done. But I believe the fighters and the marketing arm and the message has come home, especially in Pennsylvania. I mean, kick ass. You guys filled out the entire XCOM. Uh, you guys killed it earlier in uh, with late late 2021 when you won, I don't know, what was it like 30 damn seats in Pennsylvania as for libertarians. Unbelievable. Um, well, Mike Heiss, the rest of the Mecocks up there, and everybody that traveled in, um, you, know, you guys did an absolutely incredible job. Uh, it was great to be there last year. Sorry I couldn't be there this year, like I said. I've been doing stuff in the background, and I'll let you know about it um, as I can. So, at any rate, um, getting over to why things are kind of coming to a crescendo, we are expecting this week at some point and a, a, an executive order from President Biden. On crypto. It's not enough to fuck up oil exports and imports and all that kind of stuff. It's not enough to go and beg, you know, terrible places like Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Venezuela for more gas and oil. Like, not just in one week. No, fuck it. They need an executive order on regulation and legislation on crypto. I've talked about it for a while now, man, they are scared to death of Bitcoin. I'm not sure they're scared to death. In, in fact, I think they're probably using a lot of other cryptos. I am a Bitcoin maximalist, people. I'm gonna tell you right now, there's nothing like it. I'm not saying you can't make money on cryptos. What I'm saying is that's not what it's about with Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new paradigm. It is a new economic system based in Austrian economics. And when you know all this kind of stuff and you've gone down the rabbit hole and learned just like when you went through and you learned Austrian theory and you learned about what Rothbard had to say in For a New Liberty and what man economy and state, um, the, I mean the, the litany of what the, the great people over at, um, the Mises Institute have put together. When you go through and you learn all that, and it takes time, it's going to take time to learn some Bitcoin. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you got an Austrian background, you're primed and prepped, ready to go. If you, if you understand Austrian economics, go do yourself a favor. Read the Bitcoin standard, and you will just fall in love. You'll be like, holy shit, this is amazing. Then go read like Bullish on Bitcoin and a couple other books over there. Um, I would tell you there's... A, a new one that I'm going to tell you guys about at the end of the show. But um, at any rate, yeah, this, this whole thing, this, this, this whole idea that the Biden administration is going to come out and, and, you know, obviously talk about crypto. Bitcoin is going to change everything. It's already changing everything. This is why you're, I think Bitcoin is why you're seeing the absolute meltdown of these very, power-hungry elites, and I think it's one of the reasons why you're seeing such a rise in people that are coming to the space of Bitcoin, of a new economic paradigm based on consent versus the force and coercion that the Federal Reserve, the, the bankers, the politicians, and all their lackeys in, in their f- fascist corporations, I mean, all of these places they're they're gonna fucking die because of Bitcoin. It doesn't mean they're gonna go out without a fight, but I think we're seeing the end of of, I should say the end of the beginning of their fight. Right? This is they've been they've been kind of dancing around, dancing around, dancing around. We've had, you know, this the scapegoat COVID for the past two years. Things got crazy. Started printing tons of money. Couldn't raise interest rates because Keynesian economics. If you slow spending, one way or another, you're going to kill the economy even more. Biden is on life support in terms of his approval. With energy through the roof, fucking war, the the economy absolutely in shambles, and people don't buy their bullshit anymore. No one buys what's going on on mainstream at all. But uh, this comes from Bloomberg.com. It's um, just released yesterday. It was updated uh, March 7th. So from crypto, President Joe Biden is set to sign an executive order this week that will outline the U.S. government's strategy for cryptocurrencies, according to people familiar with the administration's plans. The order will direct federal agencies to examine potential regulatory changes as well as the national security and economic impact of digital assets, said the people, who asked not to be named discussing the deliberations. The White House approach to crypto has attracted fresh attention in recent weeks after the U.S. and its allies levied sanctions on Russia, prompting concerns that organizations and individuals could use crypto to evade restrictions, evade the government banking cabal, in other words. Good is it for friends and enemies? Yes, it is. It isn't it doesn't care about people at all in terms of the where they start out. That's the beautiful thing about Bitcoin. Not crypto in general, but Bitcoin. It's the same rules for everybody. The Biden administration is under pressure to play a more coordinating role in Washington's approach to the asset class, as industry executives bemoan what they say is a lack of clarity on rules. The executive order, which has been in the works since last year, will require federal agencies across the government to report later this year what they're doing regarding digital tokens, Bloomberg News has reported. The plan is expected to begin carving out rules for agencies across the government from the State Department to the Commerce Department. This is how big a problem it is for them the white house directive is also expected to address the possibility of a us issued central bank digital currency or a cbdc i'm going to pause right there if you if this is a new term to you let me tell you what a cbdc is it is a government token basically it is What your money is in a bank. And you never ever 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 get to touch it. You never get to see it. They know anywhere and everywhere that it goes. So you have every transaction you've ever done. Will do. Are doing. Monitored by. The murder cult. This is the end. This is the end. If we decide to go down the CBDC route. Instead of the Bitcoin route it's fucking over like this is tyranny this is absolute despotism this is your social credit score CBDC central bank digital currency this is MMT this is everything in anything you want perpetual war forever go the CBDC route you want spying apparatus in your home, in your neighbor's home, everywhere you go for the rest of your life, CBDC is around. You wanna be closed off from the funds that you've already earned. CBDC is that all day long. CBDCs are the final goal of the World Economic Forum, the IMF, the IRS. The Federal Reserve, the international banking cabal. They have to live off of you. And Bitcoin destroys all of it. Back to the article. U.S. issued Central Bank Digital Currency, or CBDC, though it'll likely hold off on taking a firm position because the Federal Reserve is still studying the issue. The Central Bank, in a paper released in January, said a U.S. CBDC could help preserve the dollar's dominance as other countries like China embrace the technology. Listen, we already know places like Russia and other countries around the world that are trying to avoid U.S. sanctions or being treated unfairly by the U.S. are already moving to Bitcoin. The idea that the U.S. might be last to the adoption of Bitcoin because we have such a giant banking cabal and because the U.S. dollar is the currency reserve of the world. It spells a lot of pain for the U.S. A lot. The good thing is, a lot of states right now. There's, um, there's a bunch of people that are either in office or are running for office that you can support that want to make Bitcoin legal tender. Find out who they are. Meanwhile... The crypto industry is facing intense scrutiny from lawmakers, including Senator Elizabeth Warren and Senate Banking Committee Chairman Sherrod Brown over concerns that digital assets can be used to bypass sanctions. (laughs) Oh, it'd be terrible if they went around your sanctions. However, some analysts and officials have questioned how effective a workaround crypto could be given the limited size of the market. That market is getting way, way bigger. And now that a lot of the um, mining machines and companies have come to the US because China said you can't do business here, um, the the computing power ramping up behind Bitcoin is really something to, to kind of take note of. Um, actually, great opportunity to invest in places, right? So if you're looking at uh, maybe putting your money somewhere safe or for growth instead of you know, having it being inflated away, mining companies are a pretty good bet right now, especially in freer states. Anyway, last sentence, or I should say the last paragraph. Him, Das, acting director of the Treasury's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, addressed the issue on Monday and quote, although we have not seen widespread evasion of our sanctions using methods such as cryptocurrency, prompt reporting suspicious activity uh, suspicious activity contributes to our national security and our efforts to support the Ukrainian uh, to support support Ukraine and its people," he said in a news release. And that does it for this article. So, what's happening? So already today, um, Coinbase, which is a exchange for crypto, has blocked twenty five thousand Russians from their service. I'm going to say that again. Like This is a big deal. Coinbase is one of the larger exchanges, and they blocked 25,000 of the Russians that use it. These could be anybody. Anybody. And Coinbase, an exchange, whipped out this sanction for the U.S. government. Like it was candy. What did we say before? Get your coins off the exchanges. Put them in hard wallets. If you're looking for hard wallets, I'm gonna tell you right now, Ledger's a great company. I'm not so sure about Bitbox, but Ledger, pretty awesome. This is a giant deal. This is a this is a hell of a development. If Coinbase an exchange will lock out Russians, most of all who I'm sure are mostly peaceful people, they will probably lock out anybody. just like the banks, the banks and places like exchanges that are registered here in the United States, who are monitored by the feds. Man, they don't they don't care. They don't care about you. Get your money, get it liquid, get the hell out of the exchanges, get the hell out of the banks, and put it somewhere that you're actually going to be able to use it in really, really bad times. Just just some words of advice from the guy who saw this whole thing coming two years ago. As soon as they said lockdowns, As soon as we saw what was happening at the end of 2019 with economic collapse on the horizon, I'm telling you right now, I sold my home at the end of 2019 because I saw the economic collapse coming. Like this is as good as it's going to get. And then they put us into a lockdown. Held us captive. When they said 14 days, they were full of shit. When they're saying wear a mask, they were full of shit. When they were saying get a jab, you're full of shit. Wear two masks. Get jabbed again and again and again and everything will go back to normal. Oh, what? No, we're having breakthrough cases. Well, now we've got a Delta variant and now we've got an omicron variant. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Guess what? The mask didn't work. The jabs didn't work. Nothing, nothing, they did fucking worked. We said it said it right here over and over and over again. It wasn't about COVID. This was about control. This is about controlling your entire life, and we are here. We are at the precipice of the door now. They don't have an answer for a new economic engine paradigm. They don't. They think... They can issue CBDCs and that'll solve the issue. It won't. A lot of the other cryptos are going to go down. I hope most of them do, honestly. You know, I don't want people to to lose their their money and their hard-earned all that kind of stuff, but I'm going to tell you right now. If you don't want to lose it, put it into Bitcoin. Put it into something tangible or put it into Bitcoin, for God's sakes. This is is where it's going to start shifting because I'm going to tell you when you start locking people out of bank accounts, when you start locking people out of their money, when the government doesn't produce those checks for the people that uh, were promised retirement, a lot of veterans out there when they don't produce social security, Medicare, Medicaid anymore, No doctors accept it anymore because their currency is fucking worthless. I imagine there's going to be a lot of call for a lot of violence. And they are not prepared for any of it. They're not. One thing they know how to do, and they know very well, force and coercion. They know violence. They will turn to violence and they want you violent. I'm going to ask you to stay peaceful. I'm going to ask you to educate. I'm going to ask you to get with your, your neighbors, with your family, and convince as many of them as possible to start picking up some books. I had a question earlier today. What books do you recommend to get started down this crypto path? I'm going to tell you, not crypto, Bitcoin. All the way. Go to the Mises Institute. Get economics in one lesson. Start reading as much Rothbard and Hayek and Mises, Cato sometimes. like Read as much as you can on Austrian theory, the history of money. Understand it. And then go read the Bitcoin standard. And you will see things starting to come into place. And you will see why this is such a big deal and why we are in a pivotal moment. We are either going to choose decentralization or we are going to choose centralization. Centralization comes with control. Decentralization comes with more and more and more freedom and consent and peace and liberty until the old apparatuses, the old institutions are shells They dry up, and they blow away. That is our best case scenario, ladies and gentlemen. A peaceful, mostly peaceful, transfer of power from the central government back to the sovereign individual. Get sovereign, get a cold wallet, get your Bitcoin off the exchanges, and get your money out of the banks. I think that's enough for one show. I think that's good. If you guys want to support me or the show, you can go out to patreon.com slash radical pod and become patron for as little as a buck. And I appreciate all those of you guys that have done that. Um, I don't think Apple is letting through any reviews anymore. So I don't know if I'd waste time even doing that. Who knows? If you want to test that, you can go over to Apple. You can leave me a five-star review, and I will read it. Um, Outside of that, uh, I see the numbers, guys, and I appreciate you guys sharing the shit out of the show and convincing more and more people to come over and have a listen. I've got some big things in store for pushing the Democrat and the Republican here in Georgia, the race for the governor, into liberty positions. We're exposing them for the frauds they are and delegitimizing this government if that's what I get to do at the end of the day is delegitimize this government as the libertarian government governor candidate. That's what I'm going to do. You guys can help me out, um, on the cash app, dollar sign, Shane Hazel. You guys can donate there. Um, and you know, it helps traveling around and talking to people on the weekends and doing all that kind of stuff. You know, obviously gas is getting more expensive. If you want to help me buy a tank of gas, um, get out there and get the word out there and start converting people to liberty from all of these backgrounds and bringing people together. Really, really appreciate it. So anyway, uh, that's uh, the Cash App, dollar sign, Shane Hazel, and like I said, uh, patreon.com slash Pod. If you want to become a patron of the show or make a uh, donation over there to the show. So anyway, thank you guys for being here. I will catch you guys later in the week. Until then, I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take just that.